Welcome to the English Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Oliver. Today I'm going to read Chapter 5 of my graded reader, Brian British, aimed at intermediate students. Here we go. Chapter 5, Brighton, Monday, 12th of July. Brian picked up the newspaper. On the front page was the headline, Robbery at the Old Brighton Hotel. Beneath it in bold was the subheading, Shadow Thieves Steal Hollywood Actress Lucy Belmont's Jewels While She Sleeps. Brian put the newspaper down. He didn't read the story. He didn't need to. The morning after the hotel robbery, Superintendent Christine Jones had phoned Brian and told him all about it. It wasn't a fun phone call. Brian dropped the newspaper onto the table and looked around the staff room. The other new teachers sat reading their lesson plans. In the kitchen area, Jane Kern poured two cups of coffee. When she saw Brian looking at her, she smiled. It was difficult, but Brian smiled back. At that moment, John Kern walked into the room. His wife saw him, smiled, and took over his coffee. He kissed her on the cheek. Brian clenched his fist. They looked like the perfect married couple. But under all the kisses and friendly smiles, they were criminals, and Brian had only one week left to prove it. Are you coming, Brian? said John Kern. He had his laptop held under his arm. Brian never saw the man without it. Yes, Mr. Kern, said Brian. Today, John Kern was giving a four-hour class on teaching writing. Four hours! Brian got up and walked slowly to the classroom. It was going to be a long morning. John Kern had a deep, low voice. He sounded like a talking cow. Brian sat at the back of the class. He was working very hard to keep his eyes open. He concentrated on the words coming out of John Kern's mouth. Process, product, draft, editing. The words made him sleepy. Brian looked at his watch for the 50th time that morning. 11.05. He had two more hours. There was no way he could stay awake for two more hours of this. Then an idea came to him. Brian put one hand on his stomach and the other in the air. He made a funny face and said, I'm sorry, Mr. Kern. I feel sick. I think I should go back to my hotel. John Kern stopped talking and looked at Brian. Brian did some more face twisting. Bad stomach, he said. Something I ate. Breakfast. My hotel restaurant isn't good. Brian knew he should stop talking, but he couldn't. The words came out of him like a waterfall. He went on. Eating those sausages was a mistake. Hmm, said John Kern. For a long moment he said nothing. Brian began to worry. Was John Kern going to make him stay in class, like in primary school? Finally, John Kuhn spoke. Well, he said, you aren't teaching this afternoon. Go home and I'll email you a copy of the notes. Thank you, said Brian. He grabbed his bag and walked out of the classroom, his hand against his stomach. When he got outside, he took the hand away and ran down the street. He arrived at the Blue Prince Hotel with a big grin on his face. Not only did he no longer have to listen to John Kuhn talk about teaching writing, but he also had six hours to search their room. When he, had found, when he found the stolen jewellery, he could arrest them at last. Brian took the lift to the fourth floor and used his police skills, very similar to criminal skills, to get inside the room. It was much nicer than his room. He walked to the window and looked across the street. The budget palace sat opposite, big and grey and ugly. Brian saw his room with the dirty curtains hanging out the window. 
They were absolutely horrible, but perfect for hiding behind with a pair of binoculars. Brian turned away from the window and started his search. The first place he looked was inside the wardrobe. The cupboard was next. He searched under the bed, beneath the sofa, in the back desk drawers and inside the bathroom. He found no jewellery though. He scratched his head. Where were they hiding it? Then he noticed a painting on the wall. It showed the Blue Prince Hotel 50 years ago. Brian smiled. This was it. He walked over to it, picked it up and turned it around. His smile vanished. The jewellery wasn't there either. He sat down on the bed. What was he going to do? He couldn't arrest them for the old Brighton Hotel robbery with no evidence. He lay back on the bed and looked at the ceiling. The shadow thieves had one more week in Brighton. From the Interpol report, Brian knew they would rob again. They always committed two robberies in each country. His only hope now was to catch them in the middle of their next robbery, but he had no idea when and where it would happen. He closed his eyes and thought hard. He needed ideas. The bed was comfortable and the room was warm. Very soon he was asleep. Brian dreamed. In his dream, he was chasing two cats. Brian ran and ran and ran, but the cats were quicker than him. Stop, he said. Stop, I have some fish for you. Stop, shouted Brian. He woke up and looked around. This wasn't his room. Then he remembered. He looked at his watch. It read 6.30. Oh no, 6.30 was the time John and Jane Kern usually got back to the hotel. He jumped off the bed and ran to the door. He had to get out of there. He reached for the handle and froze. There were voices outside. He pressed his ear against the door and listened. That was a lovely meal, said one of the voices. We should go back there tomorrow. Brian swallowed. He knew that voice. That was John Kern outside. A key went into the door's lock. The blood in Brian's body went cold. He turned, saw the bed and dived under it. A second later, the door swung open and John and Jane Kern stepped inside. Brian put his hand over his mouth. What a day, said John Kern. I'm going to lie down for a bit. Under the bed, Brian's eyes went big. This was not good. Okay, darling, said Jane Kern, walking into the bathroom, but only for a little while. We have a robbery to plan, remember? Brian's mouth dropped open. The robbery. This was it. His chance to get some clues. Of course, sugar bun, said John Kern, yawning. Just 15 minutes. She closed the bathroom door and he walked over to the bed and sat down. The bed went creak and Brian felt it press against him. John Kern yawned again and lay back on the bed, pushing it further down onto Brian. From the bathroom came the sound of a shower turning on. Once, when Brian was ten years old, he went to London Zoo. At the zoo, he saw one of his favourite animals, an elephant. It was big and strong, and when it called to its friends, it made the most amazing noise. It went, E-roar, E-roar, E-roar. Brian thought of that elephant now. Less than 20 centimetres above his head, John Kern was making exactly the same sound the elephant had. John Kern was asleep and he was snoring. Sometimes detective work was cool. Brian decided that this was not one of those times. However, he was a professional. He would do anything to solve a case. A snoring elephant was part of the job. He reached down, took a mint out of his pocket and put it in his mouth. Five minutes later, the bathroom door opened and Jane Kern came out. Wake up, darling, she said. Wake up. Mmm, chocolate diamonds, said John Kern in a sleepy voice. 
Jane Kern walked over to the bed and shook her husband. Darling, wake up. We have a robbery to plan. Under the bed, Brian had his hand back over his mouth. Sorry, honey, said John Kern. I was dreaming. And snoring, she said. Really? he said, laughing. Come on, she said. Turn on your laptop. We need to look at the house again. We still haven't found where the safe's located. He got off the bed and went over to the desk. His wife sat down beside him and they opened the laptop. Soon they were talking about the robbery. Under the bed, Brian listened. He was getting some great information, but he had a problem. He only had one minute left and he was getting hungry. And when Brian got hungry, his stomach got noisy. Fortunately, Jane Kern was a big movie fan. And that night, the hotel lounge was showing one of her favourite films, The Maltese Falcon. After 30 minutes, she and her husband turned off the computer and went downstairs to watch it. Brian crawled out from under the bed. He was smiling. Finally, he had some clues. The robbery was going to happen late on Friday night. They were going to break into a rich person's house, somebody with a lot of jewels. Unfortunately, Brian didn't know who this somebody was or where they lived. The answers to those questions, however, were on John Kern's laptop. Brian looked around the room, but it was gone. John Kern had it. Brian took out his last mint, put it in his mouth and started sucking. How is he going to get that laptop? And that's the end of chapter five. Uh, I will read chapter six later. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Goodbye for now.